Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we've had a lot of things be going on in this past week, uh, so let's make sure we get right into it. Uh, before that, uh, if you're listening, make sure that you like, subscribe, follow the show on social media. Uh, all that good stuff help us, helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on, and let's jump into it. So first topic of the day, we're going to go over Sandy Morris making the jump from Nike to Puma as an athlete. This was really big and extremely exciting to see. Uh, so for those that don't know, Sandy Morris is former world champion in pole vault, one of the best vaulters in the world right now, especially on the women's side. Uh, she was an athlete for Nike uh, for the longest time, um, almost her entire professional career, which has been going on for the past, what, seven, eight years now? Uh, she's been doing this since before the 2016 Olympics. So she's been doing this for a while. And she moved over to Puma, which was very exciting because that means Puma's roster roster of athletes is extraordinarily impressive. I mean, just looking at the vault itself, they now have the two biggest names in, in vaulting, Sandy Morris and, of course, the world record holder, Mondo Duplantis. Uh, on top of that, they also have some of the other biggest names in track and field also. They have Andre de Grasse, who has a good shot at being an Olympic uh, gold medalist this year in the 100 or the 200. You have Will Clay, one of the best triple jumpers in, in, in the world right now. And then, of course, they have the biggest name in track and field history with Usain Bolt. Now, obviously, Usain Bolt isn't competing anymore, or at least currently. Who knows if he'll come back? But he's still the biggest name uh, that they have. It's kind of like Michael Jordan being a, a Jordan brand athlete or a Nike athlete. Uh, yeah, he's not competing anymore. He hasn't for a while, but his name's bigger than ever, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see Usain Bolt have a similar trajectory within the track and field world. So looking at their roster, I mean, they have other runners as well, a few and other athletes also, but they have a chance. I mean, just with those names, they could get gold medals in this upcoming Olympics in the, the vault, and male and female, they could get the 100, 200, 4 by one one of those three events, and then possibly even triple jump. So they have extraordinarily, extraordinarily talented list of athletes. And so I'm wondering a few things. So one, do, are we going to see more athletes moving to Puma? Uh, I think yes, because athletes probably notice, hey, I'm going to be, if I'm a Nike athlete or if I'm an Adidas athlete, their main sports are basketball and football and their main athletes like LeBron James and James Harden and, and all those guys, like they're the ones getting all the buzz. They're the ones getting all of the name recognition. But if I go to Puma, well, now I'm probably going to be getting a little bit more brand recognition. Now I'm going to be closer to being the face of an entire, you know, sports division. I mean, they, it's going to be very hard to be the face of Puma and, you know, be, be a track athlete. But you're going to be able to be getting a lot more recognition and you'll be getting in a lot more advertisements if you're running for Puma than if you're running for, for Nike. I mean, Nike has, what, Allison Felix right now and 
um, Ashton Eaton and uh, a few others. And but besides that, like I mean, those are also the, the creme de la creme, and there it it takes ha- it takes a lot of time to get to somewhere like that, and they don't have as deep of a list of athletes, I think, as Puma does right now. So will we see more athletes go there? I hope so. Uh, what does this mean for us as fans? Unfortunately, I don't think it means anything unless they change stuff up. So the, the reason I bring this up is it really stinks how in basketball and football and every other sport, when an athlete is sponsored by a certain brand, especially the top athletes, you see them get these customized and signature shoes or signature gear. For example, the the LeBron shoes, the Kobe's, the Jordans, like all these big names have their own shoe deal. There is no shoe deals when it comes to track and field. There are no Bolt Ones. There are no, you know, Sandy Morris Ones. There's none of that. And I don't know why that is. Like, I feel this would be a perfect opportunity to be able to have athletes have their own shoes or have their own spikes that is like i feel so many more athletes especially high school and college athletes would decide to get a certain brand of spikes if it's by a certain athlete that they like like if i was competing in the pole vault i always wore nike so personally i always wore triple jump nike spikes because i think they look really cool if i when i was vaulting saw that Mondo Duplantis came out with the Puma 1s, the Puma PV1s, let's say. And it was like, this is a Mondo uh, signature shoe. This is the shoe that he wears when he vaults. And it has his colorways and blah, 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 blah. I am wearing those now, just like many, many other athletes would. I guarantee you, if 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 these athletes who are at the top of the sport come out with custom triple jump, uh, sprinting, pole vault spikes all of those the mo- every athlete's getting them that that are these that are my age and younger high school and college uh, age all of the athletes are going to start wearing those so i'm hoping they capitalize on these names and come out with signature shoes we have not seen that in our sport yet there that i know of i the thing that disappoints me is that we saw Renola Villani, the best pole vaulter in the world for the longest time he had his own custom logo where it was him like vaulting and, and it took over the eye in, in air because he was a Nike athlete, or he is a Nike athlete. But we never saw custom shoes. None of those cust- none of those, the shoes that he would use were able to be purchased by athletes. None of them. Same with Sam Kendricks. Like, none of the spikes that he wore, none of the colorways that he had were available for purchase. And I even messaged him. I was like, yo, dude, like, I want to purchase these. Why aren't they available? Like, why can't we make them available? And they just make them for the athletes. And it's super frustrating. So I'm hoping that Puma decides, you know what? Let's offer these spikes to the public. Because everyone's going to buy them. You'll be the very first person to have them. And now you just got a lot more people that are now, not only are they going to get Puma spikes, they're going to get Puma shorts to match the spikes, Puma socks to match them, shirts, hats. And now Puma's looking at really owning running and track and field. And they have diverse athletes in, in the, with the island nations and in Canada and the United States, Sweden. Like, they've got a lot of athletes. Let's see you do something with it. So I'm hoping that this is uh, the future indication of 
bigger things happening, but only time will tell. Uh, I want to. I'm hesitant on it. I'm cautiously optimistic, much like this other uh, big story. Before we get into the second big story of a new American track series, let's get a couple quick hitters out of the way. Uh, one, we're within 200 days of the Olympics. Uh, we just saw it a few days ago. I think right now we're probably around 197, depending on when you're listening to this. So we're we're within striking distance. I'm excited for that. It's looking in uh, a July start date. So we're going to be having some really major track meets coming up soon. A lot of athletes starting to gear up for that. So that should be pretty exciting. Uh, and then also the South, a senator in South Carolina, uh, Marlon Kipson, uh, he actually wrote uh, a letter to the president of Clemson uh, saying how he was displeased of that of him canceling the men's track and field and cross country um, team. He, he wrote a really nice detailed letter. Uh, it's available if you look at Save Clemson Track and Field's Instagram page, you'll see the, the letter in full and he's saying, hey, I'm really discouraged that we're, we're cutting the men's track and field program. You know, this seems like it's a, a very important part of the institution, our state, all that stuff. And so it's great to see that it's now going outside the university. And we have governing officials mentioning how this is this is bad. Why are we doing this? So uh, let's see if that actually has any impact with things moving forward. And then uh, our last story of the day, uh, this is something I am super excited for. And I cannot wait to actually go. But we have a new uh, American track and field series. So it's actually crazy. So if you listen to last week's interview, uh, or I guess collaborative episode with uh, Bronco of, of Apex Vaulting, uh, you'll hear that I say, I don't know why there isn't a track series in the United States. Like this, like I would love to go to, I would love to go to Diamond League meets, but they only have the Prefontaine Classic and I can't go to Oregon or I hadn't been able to go to Oregon. Uh, you know, just to see one meet. Why don't we have more of these big series meets here in the United States so fans, the sport can grow and people that are fans of the sport can come see it. It's like they were listening to the episode. I swear they were listening to that episode because the very next week we have some great news saying that there's going to be a new American track series. Uh, it's called American uh, Track Series. And what it is, it's going to be seven meets uh, across the United States, uh, we're looking at so far in Oregon, Iowa, Tennessee, and a few other states. Uh, there's going to be seven meets about every week, uh, almost like every Saturday, uh, and they kind of focus on on different events uh, that that they're whether it's like a, a some of them are distant classics, some of them are current meets that are already going on. I mean, the very first meet's just called the track meet, uh, so it should be exciting. But the way that it works. Uh, are, it's going to be several athletes that are that are competing, and the athletes' top three performances in the series meets uh, will be considered for an overall competition in prize money. Each meet will have their own prize money, and series prize money will be in addition to the money that they get over the course of the series. So the way that it'll work, it's like there's seven regular season meets, and then there's a final championship meet where the cha the overall champion that has the best score or whatever uh, will be getting the, the overall money, and that's distributed within the top 10 finishers. Uh, the scoring uh, and leaderboard titles are overall based off of your world athletics rank and how you do at these individual meets. So this is going to be some great competition because it's stressing the actual competition of, of, of uh, the vault. It's not saying, 
hey, if you get a world record or if you get a world lead or if you get a United States lead, you get $5,000. No, it's if you win this meet, you get money. It's a head-to-head. It's straight who is better in competition. And that's what I love to see. It's crazy because I was, we were, me and Bronco were literally discussing how this is something that we don't have in track and field, especially in the United States. It's just kind of, hey, I want, I want you to do well. You want me to do well. No, here it's head-to-head competition. This is a lot like competitions you see in college and high school where it's just based off of how you do. That's, that's what we want to see. We want to see better competition. So I'm very excited to see that. This starts off in May goes from may 14th to august 14th uh as i said seven meets uh that's what three months so i'm excited to see that and then on top of that we got even more news well i guess kind of news new an update which always kind of stinks but the american track league uh, if you remember that was a track league that had really close fan interactions with the athletes where even fans were on in with it like on the track you were really close to things and they're innovating the events and and all that stuff uh, that was going on, I think, in like 2018, 2019, something like that. Like, um, it was really big. Obviously, it died down this year with everything going on. Had some pretty, some pretty big names uh, competing in it, which was great. But uh, we got some news that they plan on having an update uh, on this upcoming year where they're going to be coming back. And uh, on top of that, they said there's some exciting things they want to announce. Not quite yet. Probably see it next week. So if it comes out within the week, I'll make sure to update in the next episode. But they said that they're going to be having meets on ESPN, which is really cool. And they're going to have a new schedule with better athletes. It's going to be exciting and all that stuff. And I'm really excited. Um, but one thing I'm really making sure that I do is be cautiously optimistic. Uh, just like Sandy Morris going over to Puma. We've seen, well, especially with these track leagues, we've seen it before. We've seen people be really ambitious with wanting to have track and field be more fan-friendly and get more people involved in the sport and have it be exciting. And we've had a lot of really smart, really ambitious people try to do just this, and then we've seen it fail. We've seen it fail multiple times. I mean, it's, it's happened... I mean, we saw this American Track League originally didn't didn't do too great. It's coming back, which is fantastic. Uh, we, we saw the, uh, I think there was two or three uh, track leagues that were trying to, to get started. Track Town USA, which it went through the draft and that was it. There was another professional league uh, that got canned before they could even have their draft. So we've seen this before, uh, and now we need to see if it actually happens. I'm personally super excited for it. I know I will be going to... A few of these meets throughout the year and definitely giving coverage to you guys on on the inside scoop what's going on what's great what's not so great so i'm excited for that and being able to cover these meets but i also need to be realistic that until this actually happens it doesn't mean much so until i get my tickets which are available if you'd like uh, well they say they have the tickets but you can't purchase tickets yet um for the meets but you can see the schedule uh, to see if any of them are in your hometown or near you and uh yeah it it should be an exciting time so i'm looking forward to that um last thing before we close out the episode we will be adding a second uh mini series uh within the podcast you're going to be getting some bonus content uh, either once or twice a month i haven't decided how often we're going to do it but we're going to be having interviews uh with 
athletes, coaches. I think I had mentioned it in the previous episode. If you heard it, we're going to be having interviews with some some of the greatest athletes uh, that are competing in our sport, best coaches, training staff, people involved. Uh, that should be really exciting. That's going to be happening, as I said, once or twice a month uh, on every Saturday. Uh, and this is going to be the first actual interview this upcoming Saturday, uh, January 9th. Uh, we have uh, a hurdler, one of the best hurdlers in the world right now, uh, Wellington Zaza. He's from Liberia. Uh, it's actually funny. We, we were teammates at one point in high school. Uh, we have a, a couple of funny stories that we discussed there, but um, he's an awesome guy. Looking forward to sharing that interview with you. Uh, so you guys will be getting some extra bonus content. Uh, which is also like always exciting. Make sure you let me know what you think of it uh, so we can see if we want to add some more, uh, turn, tone it down or whatever it might be. Uh, so thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, if you liked it, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, follow us. Uh, it helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. Uh, if you want some extra content, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Track World News. Uh, we give updates on the show, new bonus exclusives, so make sure that you check that out. Um, my name's been Colin Waits. My name's Colin Waitsman. I hope you have a good one. <laughs>